In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we believe that we are loved by you. And that in your eyes, there is only pride. There is no shame. We believe that there is absolutely no distance in your embrace. And that we are loved by you over and over again. Jesus, we believe that you were looking forward to this night, even at the Last Supper, when you first instituted the Eucharist. You wanted to prolong your presence all throughout time, and especially for us here tonight. Jesus, please increase our faith in your real presence here. That you are here, body, blood, heart, and soul, and divinity. Really, truly, substantially present for us. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. In the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, come. And open our minds and our hearts to receive the Word tonight in a new way. The Word of God, Jesus, the Word made flesh. Help us to receive Him just as Mary did. Help us to receive your visitation as Mary did when you visited her When the archangel Gabriel announced to her that you would come upon her, that you would overshadow her, and that she would conceive Jesus in her womb. So tonight, help us to be open to God's invitation, his annunciation to each and every one of us, that he desires to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us. God is in our midst. And so, Mother Mary, we ask you to intercede for us here tonight, and we crown you the queen of our time here before Jesus, your Son, as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. John Chrysostom, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like to read tonight from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, verses 25 and following. Matthew, chapter 11. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. Come to me, 
all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let this invitation from the heart of Jesus to your heart echo in your heart. Let it reverberate in your soul. Come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, my daughter, my son. Come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, it's easy to be my friend. It's easy to come to me. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is believe. Believe in his goodness, in his mercy, in his desire to give you rest tonight and every day, every day. I think sometimes we can approach prayer as something we have to do. I need to get my prayers in. I need to pray up. I need to pray my rosary. I need to pray my chaplet. I need to pray my novenas. I need to pray my devotionals. And when you approach prayer like that, it can feel like a burden sometimes, like a laundry list of prayers that you need to pray, that you have to pray. That doesn't feel like rest to me. I don't know about you. Not that those things are bad, not that you shouldn't do them. But there's more to prayer than that. I think that's one of the things that the Lord has for us here tonight. A deeper encounter with Him. Where He does the lifting, so to speak. He does the work for us. Where He takes our burdens on His shoulders. Where He relieves you of your stress of your worries, of any shame or guilt or fear that you might be carrying around, that you may have picked up in this world of ours that can be pretty hectic at times. And so the Lord invites us here tonight. It's not that we didn't want any lights on, but we couldn't get the dimmers to work. So it was either going to be really, really bright or rather dark. We opted for this. (laughs) Because it allows us to slow down, to relax a little bit, to settle in, to settle in next to Jesus, to cuddle up with the Lord here in spirit and in truth. The Lord Jesus wants to communicate to you his divine affection for you. How about that? 
God feels affection for you. For those of you who hear me preach, you've noticed that I've added a word to the typical Catholic speak. We typically say that Jesus is here, body, blood, soul, and divinity. Well, I've added heart and soul to emphasize the fact that he feels for you here. His heart, his sacred heart is here. It beats for you and it feels for you. It feels great affection for you. I know some of you have seen it because you've passed it to me, but if you haven't heard of it or seen it, you can look it up on YouTube. But there was this Eucharistic miracle that happened over the summer in Mexico. People were in adoration, and all of a sudden the host started to beat like a heart at 80 beats per minute. And everyone, of course, started raising their phones and recording it. (laughs) So there's all kinds of video footage of this host that is beating, palpitating at 80 beats per minute. And they've had cardiologists study it and compare it to to an echocardiogram. And, you know, side by side. And the cardiologists say, yeah, that... Looks like a heartbeat to me. So his heart is beating here for you. And you might say that this invitation that we heard today in the gospel is made possible because of what Jesus embraced on the cross. How can he relieve your burdens? How can he give you rest if he himself wasn't willing to endure the cross? As Isaiah prophesied, his, or I should say, ours were the infirmities that he bore. Ours the burdens that he carried, that he shouldered. And not only that, But as he was sleeping on the cross, we know that a soldier came up with a lance and thrust it through his heart. And he has this big, gaping wound in his side. Well, guess what that is? That is our entrance into his heart. That's like the doorway. Think of his pierced side as a mystical doorway going into the heart of the Son of God. And he invites you into that entrance, that holy entrance. Why is that the case? Because he knows that we all have burdens on our hearts, that we all have broken hearts, that our hearts have been pierced because of sin, because of other people's sins. He knows we've been wounded, that our hearts have been broken. And he himself wanted to participate 
in that wounded brokenness. And by his wounds, we are healed, meaning that he has compassion for you. He is able to suffer with you. That's literally what compassion means, to suffer with. And oftentimes when our hearts are broken, when we are wounded, we have a hard time believing that we're loved, that we're wanted, that we're known and cherished. But Jesus wants to assure us, he wants to assure you that he knows, he knows what it's like to have your heart broken, to be betrayed. He knows what it's like to die. But he also knows what it's like to rise, <laughs> to, to conquer sin and death. He knows what it's like to be healed. And he wants to share that with you. He doesn't want sin to have the last word in your life. He doesn't want sorrow and heartache and betrayal to have the last word in your life. He doesn't want failure or disappointment to have the last word in your life. But rather he, the eternal word, wants to be the first and the last word that is spoken in your life. The alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He wants to be your all. So he wants to speak your identity to you. He wants to speak and communicate to you his love, his affection, his goodness, his mercy. So that's why he's inviting us to come to him. Of course, he's the protagonist, right? He's the one inviting. He's the one proposing. He's really meeting us where we're at. He's meeting you right where you're at. And we're all in different places, so don't worry about that. Each and every one of us is in a different place. We've all gathered here under the same roof. But the fact is, we're all on a journey. Some have been walking this walk with Jesus for decades. Maybe some just recently picked it up again and got back on the, the path. Some might be doubting. Some might be really convinced and convicted and zealous and enthusiastic right now. In a, in a state of consolation. Others might be in desolation. God knows. And he's happy to meet you right where you're at tonight. So as you expose your wounds to him, as you express your own concerns, your own doubts, your own fears, your own regret, as you just share that with him. Know that he doesn't ignore you. He doesn't dismiss you. 
He doesn't shame you. On the contrary, he wants to understand you and attune to you, to what you're feeling and what you're thinking, to what you're needing. And he wants you to have the confidence, the trust, to express whatever it is that's on your heart. And to ask him for what you want and for what you need. Starting with love. Starting with a sense of your own identity. That's the original wound, you might say, that we all have. Who am I? Who am I? We can't really answer that question for ourselves, can we? We need others to look at us with love and to answer that through their gaze. The gaze of Jesus, the mystical gaze of Jesus. He's going to look at you tonight in a mystical way. He's going to look at you with great love. He's going to answer that question for you. That question that we all ask, who am I? Am I good? Am I lovable? Am I desirable? Do I belong? Do I have a hope and a future? Why am I here? Where am I going? Where did I come from? Jesus, as Pope St. John Paul II liked to say, is the answer to the question that is every human life. His love is what defines you. His unconditional love is what defines you. And that's what heals us. That experience of his divine affection, his unconditional love, that's what sets us free. That's what sets us free and allows us to live life to the full, to get out of survival mode. He allows us to thrive. His love allows us to thrive, to be all that he created us to be. He sees all the good that's in each and every one of you because he made it, he put it there. The beauty, the truth of who you are. He sees it all, and he wants to affirm that here tonight. You are very good. You are very good. He wants, as I like to say, it's the Holy Spirit's job to communicate that from his heart to yours. So that's why we prayed, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come tonight and communicate that to each and every person here, each and every heart. At the beginning of the gospel tonight, we read, uh, oh, I'm sorry, it was in the middle. All things, Jesus said, all things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. The good news is that Jesus has chosen you to reveal to you the Father's love. Let's, let's proclaim that. Let's do a little activation here. Just repeat after me, okay? In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare that Jesus has chosen me 
to reveal the Father's love to me. Amen. So when we make acts of faith like that, we make room for God to work. That's what a little prayer with a little bit of faith does. It gives God a chance to work. And so tonight, we're going to give God a chance to work on each and every one of us here. Let's do a few more activations, and then we'll get to uh, more praise and, and adoration and give you all an opportunity to come forward tonight and touch the tassel of Jesus and to ask for healing and to ask for whatever graces you need. So repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare that God loves to see me and he loves to be with me and he loves to hold me loves to bless me. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare that I'm very good and I am lovable and I am wanted and God has a future and a hope in store for me. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare the truth that God is for me and he is with me and he is in me and he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. That's the devil. Let's do one more. In the name of Jesus, Jesus, I believe and I declare declare the truth truth that I'm a child of God. God. And Jesus wants to live live his resurrected life life in me me, and with me and and through me. Amen. Amen.